1: Hey everybody, it's Drags, it's Wednesday, January 16th, time for episode 280 of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network, find us at clnsmedia.com, and of course, follow us on Twitter, at Patriots CLNS. It's on to Kansas City, it's Championship Week, specifically AFC Championship Week, a place the Patriots have been now for an amazing and record-setting eight Straight years. Will the Pats conquer Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Arrowhead Stadium, and all the winter elements to reach their third straight Super Bowl and eleventh in franchise history? What about Tom Brady at Arrowhead? Everybody remembers he was beaten badly back in September 2014, uh, 41-14. He also last lost badly in 2005. That day he was twenty-two of forty, picked off four times in a twenty-six to sixteen loss. Or will the road again prove to be too much for the Patriots to handle? After beating the Steelers in 2001 and 2004, they have lost their last three AFC Championship games on the road. At Indy, of course, in 2006 in that incredible Peyton Manning come-from-behind effort in the second half. And, of course, in Denver twice in 2013 and 2015. Really, it's all about how they handle the elements. Here to discuss all of that and back by popular demand, including me, is Will Bendenson. He covers the Patriots for the Sports Exchange. You can follow him on Twitter at PatriotsMaven or online at the website footballmaven.io slash Patriots. Will, how are you?
0: Doing well, Traggs. Good to be on with you.
1: Uh, it's great to have you back. You were on a couple of weeks ago during the bye week and, uh, really loved your insight and your energy. And right to it, I want to under get a feeling from you. Uh, we all know why the Patriots are underdogs in this spot, but why should Patriot fans be optimistic this week?
0: Uh, reasons to be optimistic. Well, I think, uh, the secondary is playing as plain w- as, I mean, look, the defense is as plain as well as it has all year. So, um you know it's uh that's the reason and you know that the defense plays like it does against the Chargers now look it's a different challenge the Chargers don't have a receiver I think close to as good and without disrespect to Keenan Allen as Tyree Kill or a tight end like Travis Kelsey but you know they got a lot of pass rush last week I think most impressive was the linebackers Hightower had eight quarterback pressures so it's uh it's those are the reasons man noise playing well and obviously the secondary continues to play well after the long touchdown pass from uh philip rivers to keenan allen uh gilmore shot Stefan gilmore shot out allen the rest of the way so that's uh, as good as you can get and um you know the jc jackson's playing well can't throw the deep ball against him and so i think the reason to be optimistic is the defense
1: well and you know you bring that up will and uh, The Patriots on the road, everybody knows their defense has not traveled well at all this year, and that's got to change on Sunday. The last road game that they played was in Pittsburgh, and that was the game in which the secondary played great, but up front they did not. And they got blown out, um, really blown off the ball, and the Steelers were able to run the ball in that game, and that cannot happen this weekend.
0: I agree with that. Uh You know, they played well overall against the pass Steelers and uh, against the pass. But against the run, I think they they really struggled. I think Jalen Samuel is really their third-string running back at 160-yard rushing. And, look, the Chiefs really haven't missed a beat with their running game since Kareem Hunt left. So, you know, that's something they're going to have to be uh, mindful of. Um, And I said, you know, I asked Belichick about this today. I think the big thing is just get a lead because the Chiefs' run defense is very weak. And the way the Patriots are running the ball is good, but if the Chiefs get up fourteen nothing, then the run game sort of goes away. So the Patriots' ability to run the ball, so that's the key right there, which is that get the you know don't let the Chiefs get a lead because what the Chiefs want to do is get a lead and then have D Ford and Justin Houston, their two really good pass rushers, tee off against Tom Brady.
1: And that's what they did against Andrew Luck. They were up 17 nothing in the blink of an eye last Saturday at Arrowhead. And, you know, that game to me, Will, and I'm sure you watched it, it, it was a hard one for me to read because the Chiefs got up so fast. I just wonder um, if instinctively they took the foot off the gas a little bit and just let their defense tee off against Andrew Luck or was the Chiefs' offense a little befuddled in the second half? Because I'll tell you what, that Chiefs' offense in the second half did not scare me at all.
0: Uh, Yeah, no, they certainly didn't do much in the second half, and, um, you know, I I don't know what it is. I mean, look, the Chiefs haven't played that well the last few weeks of the regular season. Yeah, they blew out Oakland. They lost the the Chargers at the last minute. Um, You know, it's not like it's been uh, great, and... I do think their offense has slowed down a little bit, which usually happens this time of year. Obviously it's colder outside. Your offensive players are more beat up, but um so yeah, I think that this offense, which scored 40 points, um, you know, here in Foxborough, you know, it can be slowed down. Now, I don't know whether you trust the Patriots defense or not. Uh, as, as you said, it doesn't travel well. I just think that, you know, Mahomes is playing really well. And, yeah, you can look at the numbers, but it seems to be that he, you know, when the Chiefs need a win, they get it. And I think that's the big thing. He even played well in their loss to Seattle late in the season. They just didn't, the defense didn't play well. So, but look, as I said, the Patriots don't really have the weapons to come from behind. It's not their game at this point, Um, you know. And also, this is the first time the Chiefs have ever hosted an AFC championship game. They haven't been to a Super Bowl since 1970. Super Bowl four. So the crowd will be very amped up and you want to take the crowd uh, out of the game, not get them more amped up. Uh,
1: absolutely. And, you know, and I thought the crowd was pretty good. Um, you know, in that October game at Gillette Stadium. What do you remember the most about the two halves of that game? The Patriots defensively were as good, I think, as they've played all year long in that first half in terms of containing a high-powered offense. And then in the second half, what changed?
0: Yeah, I mean, the second half, Tyree Kill didn't do much in the first half. In that game, I don't think you only have one catch. I don't have the stats in front of me. But in the second half, he went off. I think he finished the game with three touchdowns, including the kind touchdown where he caught about a 10-yard slant and then ran about another 70. And Deron Harmon's fast, and he outran him by a lot. So, you know, he'll can come alive. I think in the, uh, you know, in the, the, the interesting thing is, I think the Chiefs only had the ball like 20 minutes that game. Don't forget, they got a long kickoff return to the three. They scored a touchdown there. They scored a long touchdown at the beginning of the second half, too. I think it was on a screen pass to Kareem Hunt. So the Chiefs definitely are the big play, got big plays in that game. And I think that's what Belichick looks, uh, to prevent them. And the other thing was, if you remember at the end of the first half in that game, Mahomes threw an interception and, um, And he threw it into triple coverage. I think you want to make Mahomes take away his first read, get him to his second and third read. And that's what Belichick likes to do with young uh, quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, going over, I do have the stats in front of me. Uh, Tyreek Hill had 12 targets that night, but only seven catches. I say only seven. And one of them was a 75 yarder and he had three touchdowns. He was, he was a beast, um, in that game. Yeah. And, And
0: most of those catches came in the second half. Right. I, don't, I think he only had one, if you look at the stats, one catch. The, he was not much of a factor in the first half in that game.
1: Yeah, and. If memory served me correctly. And I just, you know, not having Kareem Hunt um, is a big deal, I think, uh, for uh, the Patriots in terms of somebody they don't really have to uh, be that concerned or won't have to concern themselves with uh, this Sunday. Uh, but what about the backup running backs in, in this game?
0: Um, no, I mean, I think. Williams and the other running back is good. I mean, it, the running game hasn't been a problem. It was good last week. Um, so, I mean, look, I think the Patriots are going to have to play some man coverage. I was concerned about the Colts last week in those, those zones. I mean, you know, your zones, I mean, essentially you're conceding the catch and hoping the guy makes the tackle. Well, with Tyree Kill, he can elude you. Kelsey will find the holes in the zone. I think they're going to have to play some man coverage. I wouldn't be surprised if Belichick plays mostly man. The question is who covers uh, Tyree killed. You trust Gilmore to go one-on-one with him in his speed. They really didn't do that in the last game, if I remember right. Uh, Sammy Watkins, they had Gilmore on Watkins. He took him away. So they could do that and then bracket Hill uh, with Jason McCourty and a safety over the top or with Jackson. So, um, you yeah, know, I don't know if I like Jackson on uh, Hill because he'll take some chances and you don't want to really take chances with Hill. And then Kelsey, I think it's a big Patrick Chung game. That's his strength covering the tight end. So they try to get Chung physical at the line of scrimmage with Kelsey.
1: Speaking with Will Bendinson, uh, terrific Patriots beat reporter uh, for the Sports Exchange. You can follow him on Twitter, at Patriots Maven, all one word. You know who had a good game in that first contest between the Patriots and Chiefs, Will, for the Patriots offensively? Receiving? And, well, I was thinking defensively. I was going to say Dante
0: Hightower. I thought he had one of his better games, but uh, until this week, uh offensively
1: uh Josh Gordon might have had a good game. Uh he had uh 5 catches on 9 targets for 42 yards. He was not the guy I'm thinking of. Rob Gronkowski oh. had 3 catches on 4 targets, 97 yards including a 42-yarder and Chris Hogan had 4 catches. Well the thing
0: with Gronk, I think uh, I think wait a second. The thing with Gronk in that game was Uh, They really shut him out for most of the game. On the Patriots' final offensive play, for whatever reason, I thought maybe the silliest decision of the season, the Chiefs' uh, defensive coordinator, Bob Sutton, decided to put Josh Shaw, their third safety, on uh, Gronkowski one-on-one. Gronk had the big catch for 40 yards, I think it was. Yes, he did. Uh, And and they had really doubled Gronk and taken him away all game. I know he had three catches, but the other two hadn't really hurt them, and The Patriots were in an interesting situation in that final drive because they wanted to try to win the game, but they also feared giving back the ball to Kansas City. So Brady was kind of slow and they were at midfield and then he took a chance down the field to Gronk when he saw the one-on-one coverage. I didn't understand why in the biggest play of the game uh, they leave Gronk one-on-one. And I think that's the other advantage the Patriots have in this game, coaching. Andy Reid's always struggled in the big games against the best teams with some questionable decisions, clock management issues. So if it's close late, you have to like the Patriots because they will, um, you know, they will uh, out, uh, they will out, uh, I think, out coach the Chiefs. I think they have, you know, Belichick's the best in game coach in the league. I've had several people around the league tell me that. So you have to like their chances there. Um, that said, as I said, it's going to be really cold. The latest forecast now has it at negative one degrees when it kicks off 540 their time. So, you know, I don't know who that helps or hurts, but it is going to be awful cold outside
1: speaking of uh, out coaching let's go back and uh, talk a little bit about how the Patriots completely dismantled will the Chargers on Sunday at Gillette Stadium and can you explain to me why Gus Bradley stayed in a cover three um, zone and allowed Tom Brady to carve him up in the first half I look you you watch enough football and you you watch the X's and O's along with myself and uh, obviously Evan Lazar I could not understand why they were staying in the zone again i wrote last week this is in hindsight
0: i said they're gonna have to play man brady carves up the cover three
1: zone I, i'm not sure
0: you know there are some coaches and i i guess i think bradley's in one of them play what you play and that's, right. that's it, But i don't know i think you know zone defense in all sports whether it's basketball or football i'm not a huge fan of because you're leaving holes and I think man-to-man defense is better. I like the idea of a player covering a player, not a certain area when the player's there. So, um, And that's what zone defense is, no matter what sport it is. So, you know, obviously there's variations, cover two, cover three, cover four. But, I mean, the principle is the same. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing with the cover three is it's weak against the uh, run, partially because he has six and seven defensive backs. And part of that he was forced into because their two best linebackers weren't healthy. They didn't really right. have much a linebacker. Um, so it was weak against the run. The Patriots were able to run. I mean, look, I didn't think, you know, and the thing with the cover three, it takes away the all the deep places. So, uh, you know, it, it's susceptible to the slant routes. I mean, I didn't think Edelman had nine catches for 154 yards, but some of that was caught the ball, and they just didn't tackle him well. You know, so I, I didn't think he killed them in the sense that he was getting wide open. You know, he's getting open for six yards and then he's running another ten, you know? So, um and look, Edelman's a good receiver, he finds the creases. I don't want to take anything away from him, but you know, you have to ask yourself if you're the Chargers. I mean, if if you're if you're playing the Patriots right now, I mean your first job is really to take away Edelman. He's by far their biggest threat in the passing game. And then also you know they're gonna run the ball and, and, and with Sony Michelle. And the other weakness why I think playing the cover three makes no sense is you end up with James white on a weak side linebacker. And that's why he had 15 catches. So they didn't end up taking away white or Edelman or, or Michelle. And those are, I mean, white Edelman and Michelle, I think are the three best weapons uh, with Gronk likely to retire at the end of the year. So I, I think, you know, what, what did the chargers accomplish? I mean, at least if they came out of the game saying, well, we took away Edelman, but Michelle beat us. I mean, they didn't take, you know, and that's what Belichick does. He tries to take away whatever your best weapon is and make you win another way. It's like, the, it's just baffling the Chargers game plan. I mean, because you think they would have tried to dedicate themselves to take something away. Instead, they took nothing away, played their standard defense, maybe because they were competent the week before against Baltimore. But it's, I thought really the coaching there was baffling.
1: It, it was indeed. But uh from what you know about Bob Sutton, what can we expect from the Chiefs defensively on uh Sunday and how much of what the patriots did against the chargers will do you think translates to this sunday
0: I think uh Sutton plays uh you know some cover twos some man I remember right I haven't you know studied it he's not a fancy it's not going to be a lot of exotic blitzes i mean he's right. pretty vanilla defense Uh, You know, they've got Houston. And, you know, remember, Justin Houston didn't play in the game here. Neither did Eric Berry. Berry didn't play last week. I don't know if he plays this week. Houston will play. Uh, Houston and D Ford. uh, And those guys, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, he wants that. He doesn't want to outthink himself. He wants those guys to rush the passer and uh, that's the bottom line, and uh, you know, so he wants them to rush the passer, I think that they'll, you know, they're really good corners, Kendall Fuller, maybe he tries to get him up on Edelman, Um, and I think maybe he'll learn last week that playing zone against Brady doesn't work, Dick LeBeau finally learned that after about six times, he was defensive coordinator with the Steelers for many years, finally in a 2011 regular season game, he played man and the Steelers won, but yeah, I mean, I just think the Brady. I think the two. I mean, he has many great skills, obviously, but I think his two greatest skills are that uh, nobody can recognize a blitz coming, and the just better than Brady, and two, nobody's better against the zone than Brady. So, you yeah. know, I think you don't want to uh, play into his hands. Now, if I was playing Brady, I think Sutton. What I think creatively is Rex Ryan at times showed blitzing, but you know, you look at the teams that have had the most success, like the Giants in the '07 Super Bowl, they did it getting there with four guys. So. um uh, yeah, I don't expect anything exotic from Bob Sutton. And again, I mean, occasionally a baffling decision like with Gronk at the end of the game.
1: So, um, you know, I don't know if you felt this way watching, um, the Chiefs game on Sunday, uh, Saturday against the Colts, but watching, you know, the, the, the likes of Justin Houston and D Ford tee off on, um, Andrew Luck was really impressive. I mean, they showed their speed. What I'm wondering is, with the crowd noise, which it's going to be loud, you know, at the start of the game. There's, the, you know, we don't know much about how the game's going to unfold. One thing we do know at the start of the game, it is going to be uh, as loud as any stadium in the National Football League. I mean, it already has that reputation. And I thought back to uh, the 2015 AFC Championship game when Vaughn Miller and DeMarcus Ware were getting off the uh, snap uh, like timing it perfectly and beating Brady, you know, into the ground. And that is what I think the Patriots cannot afford to have happen.
0: Um, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think they want to get a good
1: pass rush. I mean,
0: they can't let Ford and Houston tee off on them, and I think that's clear.
1: Yeah, I, I would think so, uh, Will. And that's where, you know, I think they have a much, they're much more equipped to handle, uh, winning on the road or at least, you know, making it competitive that they didn't have three years ago. And that's the run game, right? And, you know, Sony Michelle and James White, the great James White, as you, uh, refer to him as, uh, a little inside story. But I
0: even put a capital letter before great. It's like a title, you know?
1: No. The it... great James White. <laughs> Okay, the inside story. we got to tell this, Will. Um, You were the uh, one who suggested to Tom Brady either – was it after the Jacksonville game? Um, No,
0: after the Detroit game. After after the the Sunday night loss in Detroit, I asked Tom Brady. Yes. I said, don't you need to go to White more? Because they had only one touchdown in that game, and White had caught it. I didn't – look, the the first four games, the Patriots essentially had no receivers. Uh, You know, they had three active receivers, Patterson, Hogan, and Dorsett none of them ended up turning out to have a big role at receiver. Um, You know, when Edelman came back and Josh Gordon, I mean, Dorsett has come on a little, but, and and he said, I was right. They needed to get White more involved. I didn't understand why in that Detroit game they didn't get White more involved. I think Josh McDaniels had a very good season. I think that's one game plan he might regret more. Um You yeah. know, yeah. they just were so limited at receiver, and they had Gronkowski, but the, the the Lions were taking him away, doubling him, and obviously we now know he's not the Gronk of old.
1: No, but, you know, again, they don't have the same old Gronk, but they do have Sony Michelle. And I'm just, when I asked you a little while ago what translates, I'm, I am was wondering specifically if you think the running game um, that the Patriots showed with Sonny Michelle will translate this Sunday in Kansas City. I mean, whether or not the field is, you know, it won't be frozen. You know, cause...
0: I don't know, Mike. You know, it's interesting. I, I don't know why this Chiefs team reminds me, unfortunately for the Patriots, but. 2006, the Indianapolis Colts had historically, I think, the one of the worst run defenses in NFL history. And part of it was they got Bob Sanders back in the playoffs. But they fixed the run defense in the playoffs. It didn't kill them, and they won the Super Bowl. You know, last week, the Chiefs' run defense, which has been better at home, was better. Um, you know, I don't know if they fixed it for the next two games, if they win Sunday, but... I, I maybe they have. I don't know. You know. I mean, sometimes run defense is just about getting off blocks. You start playing better. I don't know if they've fixed it or not. I mean, what, for the long term, I think they need to get better. I mean, Jones is good, Chris Jones. But, yep. you know, for the long term, the, next year, I think when they go in, they're going to try to get some players to improve their run defense. Can they get a muster up enough to win two more games? Maybe, you know. You know, it's not like I think if they get to the Super Bowl against the Saints, they'll run all over them. But if They get against the Rams, you know, with Gurley and C.J. Anderson. I think that could be a real challenge for them. Uh, I think if you're the Chiefs and you win, you, you'd prefer to play the Saints.
1: Uh, I thought Gronk had a great game, and or a very good game, a very unheralded game in run blocking on Sunday, didn't you?
0: I did, too. I thought he blocked well, and I think that's an asset. He's still a good blocker. Um, I agreed with Jeff Howe earlier in the year. I think some of his blocking had dipped off a little in the Minnesota game, but yeah, I mean, I think if there's one reason they won the Chargers game, forgetting scheme, was they really dominated the line of scrimmage, They're both their offensive and defensive line. And, you know, there's no easier way to win doing that. And uh, you know, they 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 went with 21 personnel, which means two running backs, one fullback, and they got Devlin on a um, you know on some uh, cornerbacks, and uh, that was good, no question about it. And uh, they should uh, they should uh, they should be uh, you know happy about that that they play well their offensive line played very very well I thought Marcus Cannon had a good game yep. Melvin Ingram one deflection but he and both essentially disappeared so
1: I gotta tell you I, I just I think the Patriots have a really good chance of winning this game um, you know if they you know abide by the golden rule of not turning the ball over on the road and not committing stupid penalties. Uh, And also not committing false starts in, like, third and short um, where they have a chance to get a first down and, you know, Trent Brown or Marcus Cannon. you got to watch the tackles, right, in a a game with crowd noise like this, that they don't, you know, get a head start on the snap and cost the team. Well, but
0: the other thing, too, in the false starts, you know, people made a big deal about the false starts on the holdings in Pittsburgh. Um But part of that was the Steelers have a really good pass rush. So the holds were, a couple times they were beat and they held. When the ball starts was a factor of the crowd noise, and you're nervous sometimes when you're getting beat. So if they're getting beat, I think more of the penalties, if I remember right, against Pittsburgh, came in the second half. So, um, you know, uh, the, 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 that's the thing. I mean, you know, if they're down in the second half, that could be problematic. Because Kansas City will be in a feeding
1: frenzy. Well, that, so, yeah, and we come back again to the crowd. And look, I wrote today about how, you know, we shouldn't make Arrowhead uh, or the mystique of Arrowhead out to be something it's not. And because, you know, what people don't realize, Will, before the Colts won, the last six visiting teams uh, in a postseason game wanted Arrowhead. And I just think that. Bill Belichick is not. No, good. I
0: agree with that. But the one difference is Mahomes. You know, I mean the Chiefs have been woeful at home in the playoffs, you correctly point out. Six straight losses at home. They hadn't won a whole playoff game since ninety three. But a lot of that was they were substantially disadvantaged in the quarterback play. You know, in ninety seven they got upset. I think Elvis Gerbach was their quarterback. Denver had John Elway. Yeah. Um You know, in 2003, they lost in divisional round to the Colts that they might have had. I don't know who they had, Damon Ewer or somebody, but but whoever they had was substantially inferior to Peyton Manning. I mean, last year, they blew a home game at the wild card up 21-3 to Tennessee, which was sort of inexcusable. But um, I just think with Mahomes, it's different. Uh, I know they had their home playoff dose. There's no question. Um, And I don't know how much finally getting that playoff win last week helps them. Because now I don't think they think about it. They think, look, we got a home playoff win. Let's just go play. So, as I say, I don't think that's a big factor. I thought it was a bigger factor last week, actually, because they hadn't won. Now that they've won a home playoff game, it you know that sort of streak is over with. You know what I'm saying? So, I think they
1: just move on from that and say, let's go play. And my only point was, and I had the chance to ask Belichick, McDaniels, and Steve Belichick uh, this on the Monday conference call is, you've got to keep your poise on the road, and that whatever is happening with the crowd really should not impact the way you're playing the game. And while in reality that may seem like pie in the sky, he's trying to convince his players, as Bill Parcells once said, don't give your players or coaches a reason to lose because they'll take it, right? Well, Belichick is not giving his players or coaches the excuse of Arrowhead Stadium and that's kind of why I'm saying the Patriots are trying to downplay any aura or mystique about Arrowhead Stadium going into this week I agree I I think the one thing
0: that helps the Chiefs is that you know Mahomes doesn't have all that baggage he hasn't been there so he plays loose you know which I think is better in a big game you know what I'm saying um, you know, as opposed to some of these other quarterbacks that has playoff disappointments. and they over. Mahomes doesn't have any playoff disappointments. Even Andy Reid, you know, so that can be better. You know, a guy like Mahomes just plays loose. And uh, I think that could help them. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Belichick's going to tell them, you know, not to let Arrowhead get in their head, but look, there's no way. I mean, I understand Belichick's telling them that, but it's still once they get out there and it's one degree and the crowd is as loud as it is, I mean, it's still a little intimidating, I don't care who you are now that said, these guys are all professional players. they've played it not a single player that's going to be active on Sunday hasn't played in a hostile environment, so they're they're used to it, but it still doesn't make it easy it, Does that make sense?
1: It does, and I'm gonna finish this up by asking you who you like on Sunday.
0: <laughs> I don't like to be the doomsday at the party. I just I don't know. I like the chiefs um I think that. Uh, just the way they're playing against the Colts as I said the big run the big weakness is the run defense and I think the Patriots are going to have to start fast on the road and I just don't know if I trust them to do that uh, they really haven't started on fast on the road at all this year um you know even against Buffalo uh, they were up 12-6 it was a competitive game the Jets until they put them away late so I I just don't trust them to start fast I'm not buying into the Kansas City mystique but I somehow think they get up for this game and, and they know this is their best chance to go to the Super Bowl since 1970 and, and they win. That said, I, I think it will be, uh, you know, I think the Patriots put up a fight. I just, I, I don't know. I just don't trust the Patriots defense enough. I, you know, I was critical of the defense earlier in the year, the pass rush, the secondary has gotten better. Right. Um, but, you know, I just, I, I, I guess that's the reason I'm predicting the Chiefs is Mahomes. I just, He's really impressed me. His poise; the, he doesn't. The moment doesn't seem to get too big for him. Now the drawback is he may, you know, like he made that decision here at the end of the first half. He threw it into triple coverage, gave up a field goal. That's the difference in the game. But he just seems relaxed and poised, and um, I, I, you know, I think that that's what it is. And uh, I think they have a big play capability. But as I said, I think the Patriots put up a fight. The other concern I have is that I think the Chiefs looked really good in the run game last week. They didn't let Mac run all over them and and um, you know, so the it makes me nervous that the run defense is is fixed and not fixed but playing better enough where Sony Michelle can't run all over them, you know. I and, just you know, maybe the ch- Chargers game he he did and I think he essentially won them the game. He had 24 rushes, 130 yards, three touchdowns. But how many other games has it really been that Sony Michelle has won them the game this year? So we'll see. Um, I think that they, again, but I, if I had to predict a score, I'd probably say Chiefs 31, Patriots 20. But I could be wrong. Although this year I've been 13 and 14 and 3 so far. I, I don't do it with the line, just predicting games. I, I
1: don't know how I've done with the line. I, like, I don't usually check the line. And, Will, I'm going to go on record. I like the Patriots 31-27. I just, I think, yeah, I think they're going to find a way to score points against this. You think
0: they could score though thirty-one given their uh, at uh, receiver? And I know they scored forty-one last week. And maybe I'm underselling
1: them. Uh, You know, I just maybe I'm too much buying their deficiencies on the road. I think uh, this is going to blow your mind. I think they're going to score a touchdown on defense, and I think they're going to score one on special teams. I think they're going to do that. There you go. And, um, I think that's going
0: to they give up be- one on special teams because last in mean, the game here, they essentially did I mean, the 95 returned to the,
1: th- yeah, to
0: the three right. yard line. So, which they got a touchdown on, but I don't know. Yeah. I, it's going to be a good game. Uh, you're going out to Kansas city.
1: I am. And, uh, I'll be there with my colleague, Evan Lazar. Are you excited? I am very excited. Um, Arrowhead Stadium. Now, have you is, been to this stadium before? I have not. It's on my bucket list. I have heard. Oh, well, I've heard it is you were among the very best sports venues in the country. It is just electric. Well, you- You weren't there for the 2014 game
0: when uh, everyone
1: said the dynasty was over? I was not there for, are you reevaluating your quarterback position, uh, (laughs) courtesy Mike Giardi of, uh, now the NFL network. No, I was not there post game. (laughs) So. Yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, I think that's the last time they played in Kansas City. It is and uh certainly it's fresh in everyone's mind, including every patriot fans well uh well, I want to thank you again for taking the time out uh to join us. i want to thank everyone for downloading today's podcast. want to thank our terrific guest. you're not angry with me Trags, are you I am not angry well, how could I ever be angry with you? You are like I
0: just I wanted to make sure you know you 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 you
1: sounded a little uh a little plum at
0: the end. Oh, come okay. on. Okay. You know, well, I hope your listeners love me.
1: How often do I bust your balls at Gillette? A lot, right? A lot. Yeah, well, used to the last time I was there even more. Oh. You know, but uh, you were a little uh,
0: younger then and you, you know, you've grown up.
1: I've worn on you and now you like me even better. I do, will. You know. And and more importantly, I think uh our Trax, audience... and
0: Trax was an influence. He told me when I was in law school how good the
1: journalism business was. So, I listened, and now I'm back doing it, and and making <laughs> pennies and dimes. I know. Thanks, Will. Uh, <laughs> Listen, life advice with Trag. You know. Want to thank our terrific <laughs> guest, Will Bendenson, <laughs> outstanding writer for covering the Patriots for the Sports Exchange uh, at FootballMaven.io. Follow him on Twitter at PatriotsMaven. For producer Michael Longi and the founder of the network, Nick Gelso. This is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriot Speed Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. Hello, I'm Dan Lothian, host of the Behind the Media Podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Along with Jimmy Young, we dive into the biggest media headlines each week with honest, informed, and sometimes irreverent perspectives. It's not all serious. We deliver information and entertainment. As we like to say on Behind the Media, we find the interesting in media so you don't have to go searching for it. Listen to our podcast and get prepped for the next trip to the water cooler. Subscribe to Behind the Media wherever you get your podcast, or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.